0: Hello and welcome to today's episode of Dr. Simone's Mindspace. Today, part two of Aggie's story of how she summited the Mount Kenya. And um, I'm very, very excited to hear from you how it was to be up there and how it is to be back here in in, um, Zurich after a very, very intense and I'm sure incredible week up in Africa. Yeah. So thank you for taking your time and sharing your very inspiring story. So I'll uh, give the word to you and be very curious to hear.
1: Can I give away the secret that I've actually already summited? It <laughs> could have kept the listeners in the dark whether I actually made it or not. But um, no, it's not yes, I have um, summited, um, and yeah, yeah it was so
0: clear. That was how. That that's was that's true. Sorry. I'm I'm glad I that. I was like, <laughs> there's no question you would not summit. You yeah, know? I'm, that I'm, was why I didn't
1: not. I'm glad you know me. You know, I'm glad progress. you had no doubt. Um, so yeah, actually, everything went according to plan. So I landed uh, in Nairobi and then went climbing with my friend Federico on Wednesday and then I was like so kind of already like in it that I also went climbing again in the rock climbing gym in Nairobi on Thursday, which was really nice.
0: You were not worried that you would be exhausted? No, I had had so
1: much energy. Actually, I went for, um, as you will probably do the same, there's a really nice forest in Nairobi called um, Karura Forest. And I went for almost 10k run on Thursday. I was like, okay, so I'm not the only crazy one. I had so much energy and I felt so good being back on African soil that I was like, no, I I, I just need to go for a run and I'm going to climb. What's the
0: color of the earth there?
1: It's like, you know, this brown-reddish. I love it. It's like my absolute favorite. So I was like, I was so happy. I was like, I was in my element. Yeah. So anyhow, so the weather forecast wasn't actually that great. And that worried me a little bit because I tend to get cold very easily. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh God, if it's going to like snow, if it's going to be really cold, you know, and then rock climbing, my fingers are going to be freezing and, you know, you're just feeling uncomfortable. So I was literally praying to the God or the universe who knows what's up there, like every single day. And so yeah, Friday um, Peter and the driver picked me up from Nairobi and then we drove to Nanyuki and then from there we drove to Camp One which is Camp Old Moses and as How I many mentioned
0: camps are there?
1: There's two. Two. Well okay. there's a lot of camps on the mountain, but we only went to two. Mm-hmm. So we went to Camp Old Moses on Friday and slept there, and Camp Old Moses is on three thousand three hundred. And then on Saturday morning we took off and tracked to Shipton's Camp, which is on 4,200. So the elevation gain was around 900. And
0: no problem with altitude. No, no you problem with nothing, altitude. Because yeah. Because you went from from the airport, more or less. Straight yeah, up, but uh, right?
1: the nice thing is Nairobi's already, already almost on 2,000. Up. Yeah, and because I did the altitude training back home. Oh, I have a, I have I a was funny fine.
0: question anecdote. We have. A <laughs> just heard about people that were in in, um, um, Peru and they had um, oxygen in their hotel
1: rooms
0: (laughs) because the hotel was on like 3,000 meters above sea level okay
1: yeah not everyone is used to it I mean for me 3,000 is like nothing but a lot of people that live on like sea level it's like 3,000 is a lot so yeah, so on Saturday we tracked to Shipton's camp, we walked super slow, like I think we could have done the hike in like three, four hours, but I mm-hmm. think it took us like five, six, but it was actually nice. I mean, the lambsca- landscape in the Mount Kenya National Park is incredible. It's mm. beautiful. I mean, one could just spend a whole week trekking in the National Park and still see something different every day.
0: Did you see any any interesting
1: um, wildlife as well when mm, you were out? No, just baboons. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, unfortunately, no, no, no other wildlife. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, and then Saturday afternoon we kind of did like the whole gear check. Um, we went through like with Peter, we went through all my equipment, his equipment. Like he prepared the harness put all the cams and the friends on his harness already so we don't have to bother with that on Saturday morning. And then we had dinner, had an early night and then we woke up. How at, the, food? Huh? How the, food? the food was actually really, really good. I have to say that what the, did you get? The, team, just the team that Peter put together is amazing. Like all the guys were really nice. The food was great. So it was basically mostly rice, vegetables, goat meat, Uh, We had chicken, then ugali, which is like a white, like made out of maize. We have the same in South Africa, it's called Uh pop. It's like white maize, you eat it with sauce. It's very nutritious. Mm -hmm. And then for for breakfast, we either had oats or like porridge made out of millet, which is actually really nice. I like it. Mm -hmm. Very, very nutritious. Mm -hmm. I actually wanted to bring a pack back, but then I forgot. So yeah, yeah, just like very like some for a little little baby son. Yeah, just (laughs) carb loading, lots like lots of carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. And then so Sunday morning, so I was praying as I said, and then Saturday the clouds were still in the mountain, and I was like, okay, let's see. And then Sunday morning we woke up at two thirty.
0: Wow. Yeah, had a quick. How do you get get
1: manage to get up without? I think I was just so excited that, yeah, and you kind of prepare yourself for that, right? And then we left uh, Shipton's camp at 10 to 3 and then arrived at the base of the mountain at 10 to 4. So you trek around an hour to the base Mm -hmm. where you start climbing. And then, yeah, just clear sky. We saw the stars. It was beautiful. And then uh, we geared up, put our harnesses on, and the helmet and everything. And then we started climbing just after four a.m. with the head torch. So you, you're climbing in the complete dark in the beginning. Oh, wow. You don't even oh, see so how far crazy. it goes down. <gasps> um, you were not I was scared? Actually, no, I, I was actually wow. fine. I mean, thinking back now, it just it felt like the most normal thing to do. I don't know. I think I had. I Honestly, I had, no. <laughs> I, I had so much energy and I was so excited that I was just like going for it. And then we were like really, really good in time. I think we reached uh, the top of the amphitheater at around 6, 6.30, had the most beautiful sunrise up mm. there, uh, had a little break, had a little snack to eat. And I was like in like super high spirits. And then we continued climbing. And then there were, like, two, three difficult points where I really was thinking, okay, damn it, like, how am I going to get up there? Oh, wow. And then I would always, like... Even you? I mean... No, and, you know, the thing is, because the pitches are quite long, I, most of the times, I wouldn't even see where Peter is. So I see the rope, but he's already somewhere, like, after, And then you kind of, like, scream. So once he reaches where he, like, secures himself... He would scream um, that he's safe, and then I would scream, okay, off belay. So he takes, pulls the rope up, and then he would scream, okay, ready to climb, and then I start climbing. And then I'm I'm basically by myself because he can't see me. And then whenever it was like a tricky wow. situation, I would just like scream. I'm like, "Okay, Peter, do you have the rope tight? Like keep it super tight because I might slip." It never happened, but it was just like I have like my lips <laughs> like so
0: Yeah. But it was like
1: a reassuring feeling to know that if in case I do slip that the rope is tight and at least yeah. I'm not going to fall like oh, 5 meters. Everybody, yeah. Everybody, yeah. Um, so there falling. were like a, like two yeah 2 3 tricky parts but in the end it was actually all manageable. we um,
0: we all are happy that we know that you summited because then we know you're safe back down and yeah. we, we it's like you, i when watching a movie you kind of want to know a little bit about the story and yeah. you prefer to know kind of what's going on rather than not. So, so that's why I think it's good we know that you you, yeah. you managed right.
1: Yeah, and then yeah. So as I think I said in my first uh, in the first episode, it's between fifteen to twenty pitches, and that is because some parts you can scramble. It's still very exposed, so a lot of people still use ropes on those parts. Mm-hmm. But we didn't. We just wanted to save time. And I mean, I'm pretty good when it comes to scrambling, and Peter anyway. So those parts where we didn't necessarily need the rope, we just went through it and went for it, and, what and it saved us a lot you of time. To
0: save time.
1: Just to you know, the sooner you're at the top, the better, because the this weather usually turns around around well. lunchtime. That's why we also started so early, um, and then we eventually got to Shipton's Notch. I can share a really nice photo from there, and that was probably also one of the more scarier tricky parts because you basically just have to like kind of like walk across but there's really not a lot to hold on to and if you if you fall there then uh, yeah that's it's not gonna be fun because at the same time the rope cannot be super um, um, super um, tight because you kind of need the freedom of movement and Therefore, if you fall, you do fall a little bit more, which would not be fun. But I mastered it and I got over. And then, yeah, just after 10, um, we summited Batian. Wow, and
0: you should see the smile on (laughs) Maggie's face right now. (laughs) it's bigger than the
1: sun. Yeah, I actually I said to Peter that I love him. I was so I was so excited. Aww. You know, cuz obviously without him it wouldn't have been possible. Of course I had to put myself like bring myself up. Of but then you do also need an experienced mountain guide mm. that you know like knows the mountain knows the rock knows the dangers knows the times when to turn around but for that not to happen knows what time to leave because then on the way That's down a very good point then on the way down so on the way down we have to abseil everything so there's no easy way up and there's no easy way down you're basically scrambling and epsiling or repelling all the pitches you climbed up And then somewhere like midway, we actually bumped into other climbers. They were trying to summit and then they eventually turned around because they ran out of time. So they left the camp too late and they were moving too slow and then they turned around. So on that weekend, we were the only ones that summited Botiyan. In fact, there's only around 50 people who summit a year. So very little people make it onto the actual peak, which is, well something that i really like about this mountain because it's not a touristic mountain
0: super 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 interesting and once again like so much courage (laughs) and and i think the idea to trust other people is also something that you really have to have a very good sense for people to know who, yeah, you but, can trust yeah. and who you cannot trust. But I think if you solo really travel, something. I
1: think it's something that you learn. But yeah, like thinking back now, you know, yeah, I basically no. booked I a mean, flight really? to Nairobi, met up with a guy that I never knew before and basically went off on an adventure on a mountain with five canyons. Yeah. <laughs> one mountain guide, one cook and then porters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you kinda like you still need the whole team that carries like food and water and some of the gear and stuff because you have to bring everything yourself like as i said it's all traditional climbing so you actually need to bring a lot and it's all Mm -hmm. like heavy stuff um so, yeah, it was quite an adventure, me the five canyons, but it super, was amazing. I had the best time. <laughs> so
0: cool. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing about trusting other people, I think, is especially when, when it comes to mountaineering and recent stories that have been exposed as well. And not only recent, this has been a, an issue also on yeah. Mount Everest. A lot of times when, when guys want to bring people up that are not really equipped ready for, for mm. picking for, for reaching such a peak yeah. And um, yeah No I think it's, it's, it's really something that, that you have as a person A sense for other people Right And um, knowing who to trust and, yeah. and also who to contact And who to su- to get support of Well I like to do my like research
1: that. And I'm really good in doing my research by so now So I think
0: that you would be A perfect, perfect <sighs> person To reach out to if you are having the capacity to answer questions yeah, of, of course. Yeah, of course. I'm actually still like
1: working on so. a gear list that I want to publish on the stuff that I took up and what I needed and what I don't need. Because it's, you know, it's one thing asking the guide and it's one thing, another thing, asking someone who's already been up the mountain what they took. That's what I originally did with Frederica, the guy I went climbing in Nairobi. I actually email, like I reached out to him and I'm like, hey, do you have any tips from yourself that you know what did you bring what did you think oh I should have brought what did you forget so yeah it's good to like get an actual insight from from a climber absolutely. yeah absolutely wow. yeah and then yeah so basically we summited and then rappelled all the way back down and then I think our whole turnover was like between 12 to 13 hours on the way down we got slowed down unfortunately our rope kept on twisting itself which was really really annoying and then on top because there were so many people turning around it was like a, a group of was almost traffic jam. yeah there was a group of almost 10 people that ran out of time and they were all turning around so we kind of like had to wait for them but then eventually they let us pass and we just went down And um, yeah, I had the biggest meal once we got back because, you know, like 12, 13 hours, all you eat is like those power gels, like protein bars. I ate like four Snickers to have like the energy. But the most amazing thing that I'm so excited about myself is actually because Peter kept telling me, you know, and I know that myself. Once you're at the top, only half of the work is done. You still need to get down, yeah. and you still need She's to be the focused. The
0: part I find always more scary. Yeah,
1: and I mean. honestly, when I was at the top, I still had so much energy. I mean, I think you can see it in my videos that I posted. Like I'm, I, I still had like I was like I was like in full force. I think I could mm. have climbed another mountain. So <laughs> it was so exciting to see that. All the training that I did, and you know, like I stopped drinking alcohol almost a month before I left. Mm-hmm. I really, I ran a lot. I did my acclimation. I went into the mountains. I went trail running. I exercised, and it all paid off. And so you, cool. you can really see the difference if you yeah. put your mind into it and you train for it and you work for it. Then you know, then
0: yeah. there's no mountain
1: yeah. high enough. <laughs> then there's no mountain high enough, exactly. So I'm, um, yeah, I was so stoked. <laughs> To see that it yeah that it just worked out and also that yeah. the weather was so amazing. I mean there was not a single cloud. We had like blue sky, <gasps> wow. no wind, nothing.
0: Perfect. It was conditions. like Yeah. It yeah.
1: was meant to be meant to be. Yeah, Which the next day the clouds said. came in. It was literally that one see? Sunday Yeah where and there was you like had
0: this decided i'm gonna do this because you wanted to do it and you were not depending on anyone else no. except for of course a, the mountain guy yeah. but like not depending on other people to join no. you to, to yeah no i mean you, i have the yeah. courage to actually do yeah i was like very, no i'm i'm very, i'm very going inspiring. to kenya by
1: myself and i'm gonna do this Amazing. and it was the best thing like traveling solo really it's like one of my favorite oh, things yeah. now. I can't, I can't
0: agree more with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best.
1: There, there's a few yeah. trips I should have done alone by myself, but I mean that's in the past. Well,
0: now. <laughs> it's it's something to learn from experience yeah. and appreciate even more when you actually do. So now exactly, trouble. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well, I hope we can do a part three. Yeah, well, I've got a, I've got a plan for plans. something
1: else next mm. year. Also in Africa, another mountain and it's not Kilimanjaro. Um, and your eyes are sparkling <laughs> and you're smiling. No, so because if you see photos, near. you would never, ever think that this is in Africa. And again, that's what makes it so interesting because no one would expect it and no one goes there. When everyone thinks about mountaineering and alpine mountaineering, the people think about Nepal or Switzerland and stuff like that. But you wouldn't think about Africa and that's what makes it so special but also because i really just love africa so every we, time we i look leave, I forward
0: to don't don't disguise yeah. <laughs> don't disclose that one yet no so no no we no, have no, a no. teaser for
1: yeah. next time fantastic yeah. but i always return yeah
0: to the terracotta soil
1: yeah until yeah. i stay <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: wow thank you hey this was yeah, super, thank super you inspiring it's to so hear. exciting to like share and the especially story for such a young powerful woman to share her story mm-hmm. it's very very cool very yeah. very inspiring yeah and if
1: any of you have any questions feel free to reach out um it's always as i said good to get inside and also to get inside from a woman oh that's yes, a whole other of thing. of course absolutely yeah oh thank mm-hmm. you And thank you for listening
0: and, um, yeah, to to hear more. Hopefully very soon again. Thank (laughs) you, Aki. Thank you. Bye. Bye.